That song is literally stuck in my head. Welcome to reshoot amateurs in no suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laughter till the end. Let's see something never done before. Welcome to reshoot, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. Welcome to reshoot, an amateur's guide to gooder film. I am one of your hosts, uh, Young Cole. <laughs> It's Ed. I am sipping an ice cold water because it is so hot in here. We don't have air conditioning. Give your name. No. Ruthie. <laughs> time, time of editing. We'll try and cut that down. I am the fifth monkey. <laughs> oh. Hector. Yes. Um, yeah, and today's movie is uh, 12 Monkeys, starring Bruce Willis. Brad Pitt, and Stowe. What's her name? Hold on, I'm pulling it up. So while she's looking it up, let me say what this podcast is about. We fix movies. Good try to. movies that we like. We try to. Yeah. Movies that we like, movies that we dislike. Ed here needs to work on his confidence. Me? Uh, yeah, because you say we try instead of we do. I mean, no, we do try. We do try to make them objectively better. Yeah. Okay. Uh, her name is Madeline Stowe. Madeline, Madeline Stowe. Stowe. That's right. Yeah. So, Bruce Willis, Madeline Stowe, Brad Pitt, starring those three. Yeah. And yeah, it's another time travel movie. Woo-hoo. Except it's my favorite form of time travel. Yeah, you picked a good movie. Made our jobs a lot harder, Ed. Thank you. Yeah, Although it's kind of funny, because uh, Hector's oh. birthday was semi recently, and uh, his for his birthday I got him a uh, card game called Cinephile. Not a not necessarily like a promo for them, unless they want to make it a promo. Haha, ha, hey oh, uh, Bruce <laughs> Willis in the deck. He's it's his char- his face is like hit the character from Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, and that's the yeah, movie on the card. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, the the game has like actor actors cards, and then usually it, the picture is from a movie they're they're in. Yeah. Except Louis DiCaprio is like a thing. Yeah, Louis DiCaprio is like, from Mask. the Man the Iron Mask. Yeah, so he's, yeah. Wearing yeah. he's wearing the Iron Mask. Yeah, they knew what they were doing. I, I applaud. Yeah. Them. See, the <laughs> alternate theory. The alternate theory is the graphic designer, whoever was making the card, had the worst time trying to recreate uh, DiCaprio's face, and uh, eventually they were like, "Fuck it," and then did found the most obscure movie where they can't see his face. Yep, this is a decent movie. I remember liking it, but seeing as we saw Looper with Bruce Willis, also, I felt it only appropriate. That he's in two time travel movies and two very different rules for time travel in these movies. If you call Looper having rules, it has rules. Kind of. Looper's in, the freeform jazz it, of time travel. Yes, and that's yes. what I love about it. Yeah, it's the freeform, but the thing is that like they 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 set rules 
for the time travel and the time travel fits within the rules for the entire movie like it doesn't break the rules i'm fine i'm fine with any form of time travel just keep the rules consistent like primer uh (laughs) but yeah this one unlike primer and unlike looper i'll just spoil it right away uh you can't change anything it's like time traveler's wife where literally it's already happened so when you go back in time you just yeah tell tell us about I'll, i'll tell them i'll state the movie in the year uh in the far future of like i think it's like 2020 something 2027 or something like no, that it's 2030 oh really i didn't i think i might be wrong I thought. well they, they said like 30 years in the future i don't think i don't yeah don't so it'd be 2020 said so it'd be 2027 because that's it, or it'd be 2026 well, wouldn't it uh they started dying in, in christmas of 20 of 96 of 96 yeah. And then 97 is when, spoilers, 5 billion people died. Which in 90, 1990s was much closer to the total population of humans. Yeah, they did the math. Yeah. Right now we're at like 7 something. Anyways, in the far future of 2027 or 2030 or whatever. some 2035. Some, 2035. Okay. We just looked up on Wikipedia. Yes, in the far future of 2035, uh, at the time of the movie being made, there were about six, just just under, or just over six billion people on the planet, and five billion of those died due to a deadly virus that was released. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> and the movie starts with our character, James Cole in the future, getting sent out to the wasteland that is the surface of the Earth. They're living on the ground, uh, and then they he comes back, and they select him to send him back in time to 1996 and gather information about how the virus was released or the virus in general to try and find a cure or something about it. It's never super explain what they're trying to do. Um... But yeah, he gets selected, gets sent to accidentally 1990, uh, where he meets Madeline Stowe's character, Catherine, Dr. Riley, Catherine Riley, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Uh, who's a psychiatrist, and she tries to help Bruce because, or James, because he's being crazy. He gets actually sent to a mental institution where he meets Brad Pitt's character, Boynes. Jeffrey Boynes, uh, who is actually crazy, uh, yeah, actually ment- mentally ill, uh, and then he tries to escape with the help of Jeffrey, but he doesn't, he gets caught, he gets strapped down, and then he pops back into the future, and then they send him again, and at one point he stops by in World War One, gets shot in the leg, and then he pops back into 1996, where he's supposed to be, where then he kidnaps Catherine Riley, basically. And he tries to find the 12 monkeys because uh, the future believes that it's the 12 monkeys that re- released the virus. Uh, a bunch of stuff happens. 
not really super important. Uh, 12 Monkeys, their whole plan was actually just to release the animals. The zoo, from the zoo. They just released them onto the city. It wasn't them. Catherine makes a call, or James makes a call to the future with a phone number telling them that it's not the 12 Monkeys, but they don't. he still doesn't know what it is, who it is. Finds out it was one of uh, Jeffrey Boyne's dad is a virologist. One of his assistants is like a doomsday nut. And he takes a virus from the lab and goes all over the world, releasing it, I guess. And James Cole tries to stop him by shooting him, but he gets shot by the cops and dies with Catherine there. And it's revealed that James Cole has had this dream of someone getting shot in that airport when he was a kid. And it's revealed that that, like, he was just watching himself die. And it's on a loop. Because you can't change anything. Because it's in the past. And the movie ends. You forgot to mention the part where one of the scientists from the future goes back in time to take the virus so it can be studied. Well, he, he didn't take a virus. He took a spider. She, she did. She took a spider. Right? No, she went met up. She met up with the guy who had the virus with him, and she's just and he's just like, "What do you do?" And she's like, "Insurance," because she's taking the virus to study to the future to study it and find a cure. You know, I when I saw her, I was thinking, "Oh, that that's just her thirty years ago," but you know, that makes more sense. Because she said, well, else would she say insurance? Yeah, I know, because... She's I was confused because she's, she's credited as an astrophysicist. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, hmm. Yeah, so she's there to hopefully grab the virus. Yeah. And study it in the future. And yeah, that's basically the movie. It sucks. Nothing changes. Well, the... I think the scientists knew that they couldn't change the past. That's why the, his, the goal was just to gather information to find a way to find a cure in the future, in the, in the present. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That is the movie. Very good. I liked it. Uh, Brad Pitt does incredible. He did this thing with his eye. I don't know if you saw. I'm not sure that was... I thought it was like a contact or something they used to help him out. Possibly, but he was like, his eyes were going two different directions. I mean, it was just like slightly more straight or down. Yeah. I mean, you can give yourself a lazy eye. Yes, it's not my brother. My of. brother can do that, so he probably did that. He can probably do that too. So, it was really good though. It really drove home the he's not mentally stable part of his character. I think everyone did a good job, except for Madeline. Some of the lines she said were a little red. Wouldn't that be more on the script writer or just her delivery? Um, yeah, some of the lines are just kind of hard <laughs> to, like, say. I'd say just, like, because it doesn't make... That's not how people talk. Yeah. So, yeah, might might be more on the script writer, but there were several lines that she said that were kind of red. Uh, Bruce Willis, like as always, amazing. Uh, oh, cute little Easter egg. Don't know if it was intentional. Probably not. But uh, when 
James uh, fights off those two uh, homeless in the abandoned theater to save Catherine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Catherine's like, oh my god, you killed him. And he's like, all I see is dead people. I'm like, oh. yeah." I actually (laughs) noticed that. I mentioned it in my likes. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I I didn't look up when Sixth Sense came out, but I'm assuming... It was right before. before, Yeah. It was right before. Um, But yeah, that was a nice, cute little Easter egg. Um, Yeah, the movie does a very good job in the stories just I, I like the story uh camera work is very bland that's the number one thing i will complain about that's my number there one was complaint. some fun stuff though i there like, was in the, where in the mental hospital in the mental hospital they had a lot okay. of dutch angles that's right yes in the mental hospital they do some cool camera stuff that does like it really enhances the oh james is drugged up also, this is a mental hospital. <laughs> a lot of things going on. A bunch of Dutch angles. Yeah, I for- totally forgot. That was going to be one of my things that I mentioned. Apart from that... Gotta love a Dutch angle. Camera work was very bland. And there was this one scene in the beginning that really just like... Out, me out of the movie. Like right away. Okay. Was, uh, when they first are talking to him to send him back in time... How he sits on the chair and they raise up and the orb comes in. And then they say something and then it's just fade to black. Cut to 1990. I'm like, fade to black? <laughs> you couldn't do anything else? Really? They should have done the Channel 5 thing where they where it's just like transition with explosions. They do that in Channel 5? Channel 5, yeah. Oh, a few times. Or, yeah. with the, uh, or, or you know... They could just, you know, like zoom into the orb, into one of the TV screens, and then, you know, like the static, like changing channels back in the 90s. Oh, that'd be fun. And then it's this, and then it starts with the story of little Timmy down the well. You know, that little story that's throughout the movie of the kid getting stuck in the pipe. Mm -hmm. That'd be a nice little transition. Yeah. And the TV, and then you can go to the whatever art museum where Catherine is, or you don't even need to start there. But yeah, that. I did not like that transition at all. It pulled me out. I hated it. So bad. Terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. And I already gave my fix. Because I was so bad. Is that your only fix? No, that is not my only fix. Okay, <laughs> sorry. You made it sound like it was only a singular fix. No, like, I, I gave damn. I gave my fix for that part in particular. Okay, okay, you're fine. Okay, you're fine. okay. Ed Sigma move picks movie he likes, fixes the one thing that bothers him, hangs up, leaves, leaves never does the <laughs> podcast again. Elaborate does not elaborate further. Leaves. <laughs> oh, I love that meme. Okay. Honestly. I don't have too many fixes, so. But, yeah. That transition. oof Everything in the mental institution, keep it as is. Perfect. Brad Pitt, perfect. Um, I like how the title of the movie is also just a red herring. 100%. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that's the thing. that The, the 12 monkeys don't really... It's just a red herring. That's 
That's all they are for the entire movie. They don't really do anything, which I I kind of like that it is a red herring, but you know, Chekhov's gun. Yeah. There should be there should be something that they do that is part of the plot in my like part of the main plot at least. The only the only real connection is Jeffrey Boynes was the son of the virologist that created the deadly virus, I guess. That's the only connection they have to the main plot of the film. Ooh. And a way you can tie them both in together and make it a little less uh, out of left field. A little less out of left field. The 12 monkeys or the virologist? Uh, no. The doomsday nut. That, that Peter, that Pe- Dr. Peters, uh, that he's got the virus and not je- like 12 monkeys isn't necessarily like in on it. Fully. Fully. So. Fully. Peter uses his son. No, the, uh, the, the P- Peters is the assistant. Anything. Yeah. So Peter's still the doomsday man, but here's what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm jumping in on my fix. Yeah, you're jumping in stop. on the fix. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. You can, you can steal the credit. Uh, <laughs> so at one point we get a scene where uh, Jeffrey is talking to Dr. Peters and he's like trying to recruit him in on the 12 monkeys. He's like, yeah, let's do a virus. Let's like kill the world. Fuck it. You know, whatever. And uh, Dr. Peters, well, Dr. Goins hears on the, hears this and Dr. Peters are they're Both of them are thinking the same thing. That is batshit crazy. We have a super deadly virus that could do exactly that. Let's get this as far away from Jeffrey as physically possible. Oh, and then that's how it gets. And then it, yep, that's how it gets up. Okay. So it was 12 monkeys, but not fully. Because they were trying to keep it away from him. They were trying to keep it away from Jeffrey, and then what happens? And so Dr. Peters and Dr. Dr. Goins are like, we don't want Jeffrey, who has access to the lab, to have access to this very deadly virus. So Dr. Peters, you go travel other places so Jeffrey can't find you with the virus. Why can't um, they just make it they can't they just kick him out of the lab or like put extra security or something? I don't know. It might be too late. Idea, like... The thing uh Peter or not Peter, uh but Dr. Boynes does mention to Peter to up the up to security, like update the security stuff. Mm-hmm. So they I'm assuming they do do that. But yeah, that's I I like that a lot actually. Better than feel free to steal credit. It was during your turn. I mean, I had I had a my idea was more of just uh instead of the assistant or the assistant is one of the twelve monkeys kind of thing. Okay, and yeah, that's uses, what I had kind of assumed. Yeah, and then he uses the the escape like release the zoo animals as kind of like a way to. And he uses the Twelve Monkeys abducting Doctor Boynes as a way to get access to the virus, or uh, maybe it's, he's not the assistant, or he just he just works there, and he knows that there's a super deadly virus there. Uh, yeah. Um, what else that I did not like? Well, I I did like how uh Jose was <laughs> part of the movie for a while, and he's actually pretty pivotal, pretty cool. Uh, I, I don't like when, when, okay, this is a weird one because I don't like it, but it's really good. I don't like when James starts like saying, oh, I'm crazy. I'm mentally ill. This is the present kind of stuff. 
it's pretty cool that like you know he believes he's crazy because of the time travel fucks with you that way but i i don't know it felt too too fast too forced also a lot a lot of his crazy stuff felt too fast even for a two-hour movie like the the speed of in which he went crazy yeah i kind of agree yeah it was yeah. very intense yeah um but she does go crazy so kind of yeah but i definitely have to for my taste i definitely take a, on a slower slower scale to just insanity kind of thing can he where, just show signs early on yeah where he's not like as crazy as he was when you first see him when he first time traveled to 1990 but he's just like just like what, what like confused as to what's going on because you know time travel does that to you but he's not like yeah fully aware and then when somebody says it's 1990 he's like oh and then just like the more they shoot him back in time the more he just like starts losing his mind well it was my assumption that a big reason as to why he started like slipping out of sanity was because a psychiatrist well not necessarily that he like psychiatrists would be a big thing in the future but like a professional who is supposed to tell when people are crazy is telling him he's crazy. She's gaslighting him unintentionally. I thought that was a big reason why he was slipping. Mm, yeah, that could be. I mean, also, she wasn't a tell- lot of. Mm. Go ahead. Well, to her point of view, she was gas. So his, to the audience's point of view, she was kind of accidentally gaslighting. Yeah. The other mm. thing is like he took a lot of medication that he. Oh yeah, was, it was like. Oh yeah, at the, at the mental institution. Right? Yeah, he took a yeah. lot of meds that he wasn't supposed yeah. to take, and like, I worked in the, I used to work taking care of uh, people with mental illness, and like, I gotta be real careful with that, like, a lot. And like, this was the 1990s. That's over. Yeah, that's, that's the 90s. prescription yeah. Wild West. To- totally, yeah, not totally fine. Yeah, 90s. No. <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, thought that was also part of it too. Like, you're just getting fucked up along with the time yeah. travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's a... I don't know. I, 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 yeah. I, I guess, yeah, the drugs do part of it, but overall, I would definitely make it a slower kind of slip into that. And I would actually take out the part where he, the, the like short little 20 minute or 15 minute segment where he thinks he's crazy. Um, I would just, because, I mean, if I'm not. If I'm not correct, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I've heard, people who are mentally ill, like paranoid schizophrenic, which what uh, James Cole was diagnosed as, uh, they know that something's wrong, right? They know that they're sometimes. not. Sometimes. Sometimes. No, I knew one lady who, she was a bit more eccentric. But she believe the paranoia isn't that they know something's wrong. It can just be that. No, but they, they know they know that they're that something's wrong with them. Do not they know that always. something's not not, not always? always? Okay. Not always, actually. Um, I think out of a lot of people I worked with in the ten months I worked at that location at some of those locations, I think only one of them, and like, only one of, or two of them. I had like a knew. feeling that. Yeah. No, like they knew what was up. They were, co- they were. I hate using the word coherent, but there's no other thing I can tell. Like they were within their wits enough to realize 
that oh. something was wrong or they were just accepting it. Because half the time, a lot of times, they just some of them are like just don't want to accept it. Like there was one dude who didn't, who just didn't take his medication for two months and then uh, started wrecking the house one day. Yeah. Anyway, some of them do know that something's there. off, right? Some of them do know that something's off, right? Somewhat. Again, they they I'm are they have a always... feeling, yeah. Um, but anyways, back to my thing where, uh, yeah, it starts off where he's, you know, he, he was arrested because, you know, he's running around naked, uh, and he's not like as, you know, your stereotypical drooling fetal position, rocking back and forth, like crazy thing. That's because he was hopped up on horse tranquilizers. Oh shit. That's right. They had to subdue him. Oh my him god, with they like... fucked him up so bad. I totally forgot yeah. about the horse tranquilizer. And it was oh, like geez. twice the dose they'd give to like a Clydesdale. Oh. Yeah, a horse. <laughs> it's more than what a they A big fucking horse. He <laughs> uh, would be dead. Um, <laughs> it's Bruce Willis. It's Bruce Willis, yeah. Yeah, they. so I guess they did fuck him up on drugs. So I guess that can be okay for their forgot about the horse tranquilizer uh but i would definitely go more down the line of uh like yeah you know the mental hospital drugged up and then after that he is not drugged up right he shows up i mean he gets shot but he's not drugged up uh and i would say at this point is when i mean it's kind of like that already though yeah yeah forgot about the drugs and now that ruins my fix damn it <laughs> well you could say like the cops didn't drug him at first and he just sounds like uh, a, a non-sane person. person and then they drug him for the mental hospital that's right yeah I forget that I can just change whatever the fuck I want you can yeah so yeah let's say he's not he's not horse tranquilizer he actually cooperates because you know he's sane he cooperates with the cops he cooperates with the cops. He's sane, right? But they still arrest him because, you know, he's naked. Um, and then the psychiatrist comes in because he's talking crazy shit about the virus and, like, all that shit and, like, how people are going to die. And that's how Riley gets into there because they're like, you got to help this dude out. And then when he gets to the mental hospital, he's still just, like, spewing the crazy shit. And then they drug him and then... You know, Dutch angles and stuff. Uh, <laughs> also, Brad Pitt's character introduction was amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh, he has a shirt over his head. Oh, yeah, he has a shirt over his head, and he's like, what? And then somebody sits in his chair and says, get out, get out! <laughs> yeah, no, Brad Pitt's was a good yeah. intro. God, some people yeah. are really possessed. Brad Pitt's such a good actor. stupidly possessive of their shit. I'm not, that's not even like, uh, man. I know I can yeah. get oddly possessive. Working in houses, people just break. Just sorry to interrupt. But just think? like, God, so many people were just like, like they wouldn't. They they were adults, like so they wouldn't be like always as angry about them taking their spot. But like there'd be some weird passive aggressiveness <laughs> for a little bit sometimes. It was it was bananas. Not that I am like trying to claim a mentally ill label, but I know like personally. Uh, when we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, we're doing it on the exact same couch. 
Uh, I don't like to be a player when I'm sitting where I'm at. This is a DM spot. So mm-hmm. when Hector is like DMing or Ed's DMing, I like to be on the far side and vice versa. If I'm DMing, get the fuck out of my spot. This is my <laughs> spot. Yeah. I don't notice that, but now, yeah. Left side of the couch, DM spot. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, maybe he doesn't get torturing because his Dutch angle is crazy. Uh, mental institution uh and then basically plays out the same where he just vanishes pops back into the future present and he's still a little doped up so they wait until he's not doped up and this is where he starts showing signs of like not being sure of like what time he's in where he's at kind of stuff I don't also yeah I don't like the voice he heard in his head of that like that raspy dude. Cut. Who was that? 100%. That was the, the, he, the, 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 no, the voice. It was it? It was a voice in his head. The, I mean the homeless person was the voice, but I. But it kept it, appearing. It, it wasn't actually him though, because it kept appearing at different places. So like yes, I don't know what that the is fuck true. that was. Was it yeah. this one? Like yeah, he's actually crazy. It was just oh, in his head. Yeah, it was just in his head. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, cut that whole voice thing out. I don't like it. Uh, the, the the voice in his head kind of thing. But yeah, you want us to cut it out? No, but you make a point. Like, it's not... No, like, cut, oh. cut it from oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Cut the raspy oh. voice out. I think... The, 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 gotcha. the, the voice in his head out. Yeah, cut yeah. Or, yeah, he's, like, and instead of, like, having that conversation with the voice in his head when he's in, back in the future he's just i don't know looking around and just like talking to himself like where, where am i like is, is this the present is this the past the future kind of stuff i don't know just have him mumble to himself to let us know that he's kind of losing it losing the grip on not what he's supposed time, to be doing. Yeah. yeah not having a good time uh, and then when he gets sent to World War One, and gets shot in the leg, where he sees Jose, and then he like somehow pops back into ne- 1996. That's where he's like, "What's going on?" I re- yeah, just like that going on, and then he kidnaps what's her face because you know. Oh yeah, another thing I didn't like: Stockholm syndrome. Right? I'm not wrong in thinking that. They With both were Riley. I, I, it was a codependent relationship. It was incredibly uncomfortable, and honestly, I think the part that weirds me out the most is Doctor Riley. Oh yeah, she's so yeah. Because like she's his therapist, she's his psychologist. That's fucked up. Like we're supposed to be sympathetic with her, but like nah, yeah. fuck her. It was so weird. Yeah. No, it's uncomfortable. This happens way too often in real life, too. So, another thing to just get the hell out of there. Any romance at all. (laughs) Any romance at all. Just cut that out. We don't need it. It's really weird. Um, Fortunately, there was no... Go ahead. Is this more just a symptom of the 90s, though? Yes, I know. But, you know, fortunately, there was no unneeded sex scene. That was not part True. of the movie. True. It could have gotten a lot worse. Could have gotten a lot worse when yeah. they went to that hour motel. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I can make it a lot worse. Please do not. You don't? don't? Please do no. not. Okay. <laughs> no, cut the romance out. Uh, instead, it's just like, instead of like, her going kind of crazy because of him, I want her to be smarter about it. Where, you know, at first she doesn't believe him, but then things start, he starts saying things that like, maybe that six year gap when, when he first met with Riley, like he told her some stuff that was going to happen because he was more like normal. And then he tells her some stuff in that six year gap, that stuff happens. And then when, when, when he kidnaps her, she's like, you said some stuff that actually happened. And then she's more just like trying to like investigate and find out what is actually going on. She might not fully believe that he's a time traveler. Still, like she does in the movie. Uh, but yeah, take the romance thing out. Make her more of a psychologist, like actual psychologist trying to help him. And just speeding things up along on the pro- their progress of her yeah. believing. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And speeding up the progress of... Because uh, she doesn't truly fully believe him at the end still she's she's still like doubting it i think it's more just uh no i think she believes i think she's just trying to like still hold on to that old view of hers just for comfort yeah i mean if if someone had to come if someone had come up to us in like 2019 and been like hey so like three years from now you're gonna be amidst a pandemic would you believe them like if they kept giving you proof, you you'd still like a hundred percent believe them. When like they've kind of been flip flopping and confused, and they haven't given you all the information because they don't fully know. Yeah. Would you still believe them? That is true. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know, but like yeah, I want her to be more actual psychologist, like she was at the very beginning of the movie, trying to help him. Maybe she kind of believes him like she did in the movie. I don't know. Uh, that's another thing. Also, another thing. Uh, the scene where he's in the water. You know, he jumps in the water and he's like splashing it, right? I swear. I swear I saw I, I've Like the first time I saw this movie, he, I remember him getting down to his knees and like splashing a lot. And then he vanishes. But that didn't happen. But you know what? I want it to happen. I want him to, like, the, the real first look of his full, like, break should be there in the water. Where he, like, starts splashing around, talking about, like, this isn't real, like, doesn't matter. And then he vanishes. I like that. I don't know. And... Yeah, Twelve Monkeys more involved. Me, I like I like the thing where the like they were on the right track that it was the Twelve Monkeys, but not fully. It was just one of the Twelve Monkeys was someone who worked at the virologist thing, and he was able to use them to break in and then get the virus out. Yeah, I think I'm done. <laughs> No, that's good. I was yeah. I was very all over the place, but no, I get it. I see you going for it. It's just yeah. a fat, more more showings of crazy and different showings of crazy. 
Yeah. Uh, or have Chekhov's gun for twelve monkeys. Well. Yeah. Just kind of rephrase Because Chekhov's gun is like, I think the the thing is that like, if you show it and if you show it at any time, like it it needs to become a thing later, right? Yeah, uh, Chekhov's gun is uh, if you have a gun in the first act of a movie, a TV show, a play, whatever, it has to go off by the end of the second act. Mm. Or the, I the final oh, the final act. Yeah, it ha- it has to come act. back later. It has to mean something. Yeah, and the twelve monkeys is definitely part of the first act. <laughs> yeah, I mean he does. Yeah, he does mention it in the first act, right? Because I think the first yeah. act is up until he pops back to the future after the mental institution. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's would be the around the first act. I think I think it's mentioned there. I'm not sure. Yes, no, that's when he mentions it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So twelve monkeys. Hey, this one isn't gonna be that long, to be honest. I have more, I think, longer dislikes than fixes. And I like this movie a lot. The acting was again really solid. I like seeing Bruce. Bruce. I almost said Bruce Pitt. God damn it. <laughs> that's the ship name. Bruce Willis. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, I was actually pretty sold on him, like, losing it. Uh, Pitt, on the other hand, there were moments where it was believable, and other times where it felt like just scenery chewing. And, like, while I did like it, I don't know, some scenes felt a bit much. I agree. Although his, although his whole anti-corporate thing, I'm pretty sure is what got him to be Tyler four years later for Fight Club. I am sure he did this his audition, in a sense. You guys already mentioned the Sixth Sense callback. Uh, my my last like really is I I actually finally understand why Ed likes nothing can be changed with time travel. It's fun to kind of see how the puzzle was made in a sense, or try to assemble this puzzle before the movie gets to it. It's fun. Now my dislikes. Some of these <laughs> are kind of short list. Huh? That oh was a God. short list, and you liked the movie. I really liked the movie, but it's, I knew you guys were going to say everything I was going to say. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Uh, dislikes. The fact that Catherine... Actually, no, let me go back. I had one like. One more like. It was kind of interesting. I, Ruthie and I were having a conversation about some like mental health stuff, because like, she was really appalled at some of the si- stuff going on at the asylum. Like, the restraints, is that legal? I'm like, no, it... Back then, it definitely was. I mean, I wasn't appalled. I was just asking you because you're the expert. Uh, I, I knew. I know it's shitty. I know it happens. Yeah, it's no. It still kind of happens nowadays, but it's not supposed to. Like, or it's not only supposed to be in like extremes because like, shit's traumatizing. Like, imagine you're like, everything's out to get you. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff happening, and then you get restrained. Like, I there was one time I was talking to a coworker, and uh. I'm not trying to turn this to Hector's story hour, but like, <laughs> I, I don't know, it's so weird, like, he, I was talking to him about something, I don't, it was about food or weekend plans, and I said something that sounded like restraint, just as his client was walking down the stairs, and we made eye contact, right, this is the word that sounded like restraint, he got so scared for the next hour that I was gonna put him in restraints for no goddamn reason, like, it's, it's terrifying, like, just try and imagine, like, you know, all that. I don't know. Yeah. Just a thought. Sorry, didn't mean to go heavy. Uh, dislikes. Uh, didn't mean to, God, I feel like I killed the vibe. Uh, uh, 
I, I, I can add in a little anecdote as well if you want. I don't know if it's fun or not. Otherwise, I'd call it a fun thing. Sure. Uh, I was watching a Vlogbrothers video where uh, John Green, you know, the author, Faulkner Stars, like for Alaska, et cetera, et cetera. He was visiting a mental hospital in Sierra Leone. And a couple of years ago, they were in a really bad spot. Uh, like they didn't have access to running water and electricity and like, it was, it was horrible. And all they could do for the patients, like they had no meds. All they could do was like restrain them and kind of hope for the best. But now that they have access to running water, to electricity, now that they're getting access to meds, they, they don't have to use the restraints anymore. So uh, yeah. Yay. Vibe unkilled. No, that's great. Thank you. Dislikes. The fact that Catherine, a psychiatrist, knows how to stitch a wound because she's a doctor especially you do have to go through medical school to be a psychiatrist right i thought it was more for pharmaceuticals i thought you had to go through medical school because i know a psychiatrist who had to go to med school yeah never mind take that back it was just such a weird line also like he she mentioned that her his wound needed stitches she never said that she stitched him up they showed her yeah she was stitching it she was stitching it up stitching it she was just yeah. bandaging it. No, she stitched it. I remember stitching. I remember stitching. I don't know. It just seemed like a lot, especially for a bullet hole. Like, that's a bit more extreme. I don't know. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. I just... Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, also, she worked in a pretty... In a place with, like, a lot of people who try to harm themselves more frequently than not, so... Yeah, while well, so... mental... Go ahead, Dan. Mental health in the 90s was Wild West. <laughs> yeah. eh, sorta. It was just because again, like I mentioned that one episode of Joker, Reg uh like Reagan cut a lot of mental health funding. Yeah. So yeah. Little goof, I just remembered with the bullet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when she has the bullet out, it's the whole bullet with the casing. <laughs> it, the, dude, the French were wild, man. It'd be like that. <laughs> whole casing with the bullets still there they learned from king johnson learned from the best dude <laughs> fix also, it just have a frenchman stab him full whole ass with the bullet if you have yeah. the casing it's not efficient that's the thing mm. wait what? like no if you have a bullet with the casing it's not as efficient i remember reading someone saying like that's the in-universe reason as to why the guns in portal 2 don't kill you straight up the turrets is because in the cave johnson is like we use the whole casing, so it's 75% more bullet per bullet. But the thing is, the casing makes it harder to kill. So that's why it takes longer. That's why, you can, why Shell canonically can survive a few shots. It's genius writing, but it's also like explaining why Bruce Willis fucking survived a World War. Uh, like a, was it World War One? Uh, or French World War? War One? It was World War One, yeah. World War One. It, it was the trenches. Oh no, they did have casings in World War One. Yeah. Uh, keep in mind, guns in World War One. Uh, that was like the first real war with machine guns, and they were not effective death machines quite yet. They were devastating, but they jammed often. You had to have like two or three people man the machine guns. One person would just hold the bullets and keep them flat so the gun wouldn't jam. Yeah. They had a they had a free moving barrel too. Yeah, the barrel would move, uh, but yeah, you, I remember just her holding the bullet. I'm like, that's a really big bullet, and I'm like, oh, the casing's still there. 
Yeah. Um. Oh. So, okay, the actual thing with Catherine, is she says advertisement weird? Advertisement, right! Advertisement, that's right, I forgot. I'm like, she's not American? Because, like, she sold me through the entire thing, but then it's like, no one in America says it like this. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, don't, I don't know. Okay, now I'm trying to, now, because it was in the 90s, I'm trying to think if they were just, tell her to say it that way, to make her sound smarter. Because you know she's a psychiatrist. Yeah, but that, 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 that's a. I'm, I'm not gonna say that. I know, I know, I know. It's the 90s, though. We, we gotta, we gotta think. Smarter, but she says it like the British. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think like the 90s, bro. I know. Okay, my last little dislike: the dude in the hotel room who just kind of like. Oh, the random pimp. Yeah, that was. Oh yeah. Weird. He was a pimp. Yeah, he was a pimp. That was the whole thing. It was like, you're on my I, turf. I thought it was just like, okay, I completely misunderstood. I thought it was just some random dude who just, like, snuck into the room, and then he's like, oh, you're on my no, turf. And no, then he deals with insanity. No, so I thought that, it was like... That, this was his territory. All of his I, girls were working the building, so when she comes in, she's not one of his girls, and he's like, what the fuck? That's my money. That explains... Okay, I thought he was just some random, like, a... A homeless dude who just snuck in there and slept there, and I thought it kept with the theme of the insanity thing. Nope, he's just a pimp. Yeah. That may what he didn't I'll be honest, every time I see like I think of pimps, I think of the stupid like suits they wear in like a lot of movies. Um, I have seen someone wear a suit like that like, in real like life. All purple and the like leopard print fluffy. Yeah, yeah. One, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. The crazy hat with the feather. Yeah. yeah. I've literally seen somebody wear that in real life. Ruthie, it's not hard. It's Portland. It's Portland. Not yeah. just that. It was when I was working at Target in downtown Portland. Yeah, that's not hard. Yeah, that's Portland. <laughs> this is Portland, bro. That's not a guy with a Portland. fucking plate doctor mask walking around in Portland once. That's just a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was he going to say? Oh, uh, well, fun, fun fact. Uh, he's credited as Scarface, though. <laughs> nice. He has right. scars on his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Fixes. Remove the guy. From, remove the pimp. That's all it's there. It's just the show, like, oh yeah, ripping the teeth out. But like, it was kind of weird. I didn't like the scene. I get it's just goofiness and probably lightening up the mood. But like, I felt like it kind of killed the pacing a bit for it. And then mm. a really good scene in the hotel. Like, I'm not trying to be a fuddy duddy. I know it's a fun scene. It's just I don't know. Subjective. Subject. I don't like I don't like Pitt doing the eye thing. It's just kind of like the lazy it goes eye? a bit it goes too far into the like the lazy eye. Oh. let me I know. It's just again my background. It's just like okay, how can yeah. we someone look more crazy? Oh the lazy eye. Okay, yeah. I know like a lot of sweet yeah. I don't know. I, I, so get, no it. I get it. But but the, the no. twitches, yeah. The what? The twitches, yes. But the lazy oh, eye? some of them. Yeah, I, the twitches were fine and fun. I that was fine. I also like. I don't know. It's it's not as weird as you think. Um. You ever hear a word and it just like triggers a movie core memory for you? What's your okay? What you guys just started saying lazy eye and all I could think about was like my favorite movie from twenty years ago, uh, an American Tale: Five Goes West, because there's a scene where uh the dog sheriff is trying to teach the cat, like soon to be cowboy hero, how to be intimidating. And the whole trick is the lazy eye. 
eye. And he's like trying to figure oh. out how to do the lazy eye, and his eyes are bugging out like crazy, and he can't do it. I've never seen that movie. Oh man, I know what we need to watch now. That's the. That's I. I that sounds familiar. The lazy. I will find it, and I will. Yeah. Alright. Sorry. Can't yeah. Big, Sorry. Can't go my big fix. Mm. Make mm. the romance one sided, and it could maybe make the movie more tragic. I'm not sure if this works. It was just an idea I had. Again, I had a really hard time fixing this, Ed. Thank you. That is really good. I like that. Well, do you want to hear how I did it? How, what, what, which side? Which side? The, Catherine's the falling in love. Catherine's mm-hmm. the one falling in love. But Bruce, I forgot his name and I wrote this part down. Just ignore it. James Cole. But Bruce is just... James? Mm-hmm. James Cole. James Cole. But James is more in love with the timeline than anything else. He just doesn't want to leave. So maybe at the end he has – so at the end he's like, you can – maybe like Catherine's in this – you know, she's in the whole airport's dangerous situation. And he has a chance to go back in time even further if he's offered the choice. Because he got the pardon. Because he got the, everything done. So he takes it. Like, you know, maybe he didn't rip out his tooth and he still gets communicated. It's like, you've done well. Do you want to go back in time? Yeah. So he goes back in time, and it's the punishment for forsaking the mission. He gets sent to the airport, and he doesn't catch it, and then he's shot. But just from another angle, so he's not expecting it. So if he had actually just stuck with Catherine, he would have lived. Oh. And that's also why a lot of prisoners never came back. It wasn't just because of the... It wasn't just because of, like, they were lost in the wilderness and the future timeline... It's because they were sent back in time and just left for dead there. Or murdered there. They were set up. Yep. And Jose wasn't? And what? Jose wasn't? Jose was a good dude. I don't know. I feel like Jose wasn't set up. And there's still time for him to be uh, stabbed in the back. I realize I accidentally pulled a looper, but whatever. Whatever. I pulled a looper, but whatever. I I like the idea. Oh my god, he did. Hector is super duper looper over here. (laughs) Alright, that's all my fixes. I just... uh. Also, yeah, like, I don't know, there's still, like, I don't want to say time because of the pun, but there, the, the prison board could absolutely still, like, stab Jose in the back. Yeah. Also, like, maybe Catherine sees it, she's like, oh, he came back! He lied! But nope, he was being selfish... He gets shot right in front of her, I think even from a worse angle now. It's mm. on the other side of the room, maybe. Young James sees this. Yeah. It's the same. It's just a little little thing to twist it further. Yeah. I don't know. I'm done. Ruth, your turn. All right. Uh, uh, I liked the interesting camera work, specifically in uh, the asylum. Like, all the Dutch angles. Uh, I-, I liked it. Good, good shit. I, liked, I wish there was a little bit more of it. It's doing that, like, yeah, face. Yeah. Uh, I liked Brad's mannerisms. There, at first, I'm like, is this offensive, or is it just, like, fun? And eventually, I kind of just, like, it's fun. Yeah. I liked it. I don't think they were trying to be. They could do a lot worse if they were. I yeah. think it was just, like, a little bit of hamming up, which is yeah. fine. It's yeah. just, again, it's a personal nitpick. I'm no people a like that. A little bit of hamming up, and also, I think, a little bit 
in just like the 90s not understanding mental illness very well that's what i was just yeah. about to say yeah. yeah no but like i think still then pitt did his research like some of the stuff he was doing is like stuff i've seen yeah this was yeah and just some of the way people were talking to the asylum like no they did their homework they mm-hmm. clearly did yeah at least brad did i noticed an interesting pan parallel with uh there's the site so there's the prison board at the very very beginning of the movie and they're judging james cole's fate and then in the first act, when he's at the pri- the the psych ward, I, I don't know. I noticed there's something there. I have two yeah. dots. I have not connected them, but they are there. Um, I didn't catch that though, did I? Yeah. This movie hit different after COVID. I, th- God I, damn I haven't seen. I haven't. I didn't watch it before COVID, but like, oof. You know I what I mean? It, yeah, I watched it before COVID, and watching it now, I'm like, damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> It do be like that. Once again, I, I, I liked the all I see are dead people. I think I was the one who pointed out between yes, the two Yes, you did. Them. Yes, you did. Yeah. And I haven't even seen that movie. I was just like... The twist is that the man is Bruce Willis the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I liked the, the subtle world building in the future. Like, we know it sucks. And we got, like, glimpses of the suck. But we don't, like, have him, like... I mean, like... There's, like, I don't see fresh water. Like, we don't have sunlight, but, like, I don't know. There's little itty-bitty details, and I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. The air's so clean. Yeah. Dislikes. I had a really hard time getting into this movie. At the end of last episode, or not last episode, at at the end of Looper, I said, I was jokingly saying I was going to like Looper more than 12 Monkeys. And that ended up actually being true. I liked Looper a lot more than I liked 12 Monkeys. Not that 12 Monkeys is bad. I just didn't enjoy yeah. it as much. It's oh, my it's, opinion that's yeah. wrong. L- Looper is more of an entertainment than 12 Monkeys yeah. is for sure. Yeah. The way that the future prison board spoke, it was very weird and distracting. That was one of the things that brought me out of the movie. Just just the way that they would talk. It was just something about it where... They switch up all the time. But they'd also speak in weird intonations. And just and the weird zoomy angles. Bro, but specifically I, with their I voices. Actually like that. I actually like that. It was very, yeah. It made them feel more, like, inhuman. It also made him more certain that he was insane later on. I yeah. thought that was a good... I would have liked it. Gun. I would have liked it if that... If they had started... Like, at first they were kind of normal, but later on it kind of appeared more like that. But that's uh, just me. No, that's fine. Oh, that's that's good. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good effect. Yeah. And, and yeah, she she talks normally in the plane, right? Yeah. Yeah, she talks yeah. totally normal. I think as the, uh, she's the one who talks the most normal out of all of them also. Yes. Hollywood is the only one sent back in time. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, which one which one of us can go back to the past and pretend to be normal person? I'll do it. You're hired. <laughs> Just a little nitpick. Doctor Lady um what's what's her Doctor Yeah, Catherine. Uh both times she's like introduced and reintroduced. It's in art his like it's like in an art context and it's kinda confusing. Like why does she keep p- popping up like is she a doctor of psychiatry and art history? I she just... could have just been using her art. She could be a psychiatrist with art therapy. I w- and then she... I... I've met people like that. They, I would have they liked a that lot a lot more. They I know a lot. I've met an art therapist. They are a very interesting way of uh, using art. Actually, one of them used dance. That was very interesting. 
Dude, I'll stop. Sorry. I, I, no, you're I'm, fine. I'm going, through, I'm going back in time. My That'd be self. really cool. <laughs> I'll stop. Maybe, maybe she's an art therapist, and she tells – maybe she tells Cole at one point to, like, paint something. He just paints the 12 monkey thing. Or he just paints what uh, the future looks like, and it's just black because he's in a dark hole. Yeah. <laughs> actually, that actually is pretty – I know That's you're joking, but, like, that actually is a pretty good, uh, yeah. would increase his, like, therapy, sla- like, or insanity slash depression. Yeah. That's really interesting, yeah. I like that. Very cool. Uh, I put this in my dislikes, but I don't know why. I thought it was kind of funny. There was a moment where they did a reverse fifth element where, uh, Bruce Willis was being taxied by, uh, Dr. Catherine. Yeah! <laughs> this is unironically a testament to his filmography. The The scene where he has her kidnapped in the hotel is very creepy and uncomfortable. And I know that's the point. I just don't like it. Not fair. You're allowed like to not like things, Ruthie. I yeah, know. I, I, it's just like you wouldn't change, but it's something you still dislike. Yes. I get it. No, you're fine. You're allowed to it's not. More for the audience before they hound us again. Now we haven't been hounded. But. Yeah. I don't want people to just be like, oh, she's just, like, whiner. I just don't like it. If anything, I'm the whiner here. (laughs) You're fine. All right, my last dislike. We've all discussed it. Uh, The implied romance between uh, Dr. Catherine and Bruce is not a great look. Like, we, the audience, know that that, uh, we know that James is, like, telling the truth. So it's not, like, she's she's not fully gaslighting him. She's not fully, like, his therapist but like she is his therapist and she is gaslighting him and they do like kind of have a romantic relationship and that's not cool fuck that you know yeah like i said we're supposed to like her but this makes me not like her like a lot yeah so i i'm gonna start a little bit backwards instead of just not i my first instinct was cut out the romance between Catherine and james but Hear me out. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Hold your saws. Switch the romantic partners. It's not Catherine and Bruce. It's Jeffrey and Bruce. I will not elaborate further. (laughs) As long as I like the idea, good luck in the 90s. I know, I'm just saying, like, I can change whatever I want. I think that might be interesting. I mean, it will work better in the original French film that this is based off of. True. I've not seen the original. My next fix, I just thought, what if, hypothetically, we, the audience, didn't know that James was telling the truth? So here's how the movie starts. Uh, Catherine is doing an art therapy lesson. I like it. I'm stealing it. I hope you don't mind. Yeah, sure. It's during my turn. I'm stealing it. Okay. Catherine's in the middle of like an art therapy session when she's called by the police. The police tell her, Hey, we have this guy. He's super hopped up on drugs right now. Uh, please come by and do a therapy for him, please. So she goes there. She's talking with him. It's Bruce Willis. Uh, he's like describing everything. Like, I'm from the future. I'm supposed to be. This is supposed to be 1996. Uh, there's a virus. As he's talking, as he's like describing the future, we see snippets. But we don't actually get to see the future until he actually goes to the mental hospital. Mm. And they could just be in his head. Exactly. No, it's good. Yeah. Because then so it makes like that. Point of view to Catherine more. 
A little bit. Yeah. Just in the first act. Yeah. Okay. Second act, we can go back and show everything from Bruce's perspective, and then third act's where everything kind of is yeah. balanced. Yeah. I mean, take your sorry. No, no, no. You, you clarified it. Okay. Yeah. That that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Grades. Yes. You you're gonna give it an A. Correct. I'll give it like an A minus B plus. C plus. It's not my movie. That's fun. Understandable. It's not everyone's nice movie. Day, yeah, that's a really <laughs> that's a really good point you brought up earlier, Hector. About you understand why like you can't change anything in time travels because of the, the little puzzle you have to solve of how like of how tr- uh, trying to fix the thing actually makes the thing to happen. And I never thought about it that way, but yeah, it is true that I think that's one of the reasons why I like it. First of all, because yeah. it's it's much less messy. <laughs> and second, yeah, it's a little cool little puzzle to try and figure out. Well, yeah, it's like uh, it's like the traditional uh, traditional mysteries are whodunits. We don't we are in the perspective of the detective who. Uh, knows or doesn't know what's going on and he's trying to figure it out. But I know I, I've brought this up on multiple podcasts now. This is the second one. Columbo is a reverse of that. It's uh, a how catch him. We saw the murder at the very beginning. We're just trying to figure out how Columbo's going to pick it up. Yeah. yeah that's a really good point. All right. What has everyone been watching or what up, reading, whatever? I finished watching the boys don't say i just started don't say anything you started like season one also right yeah yes yeah. why would he start at season three because i thought maybe he's seen season one and two already i don't no. know no oh yeah first season is honestly the best so far season three is okay uh i finished the boys it was okay it was good it was nice I took some turns. Hector and I saw Thor Love and Thunder. I need to see that. I, I'm i going to re- do a reshoot with uh, Screen Fix. Screen Fix! They do screen the exact fix. same thing. They do the exact same thing we do, and as of this rec- the day of this recording, which I'm not going to say, I'm recording with them a fi- uh, fix for Thor. Because I'm like, they do modern movies that are in theaters. They're going to do this one. So, yeah, I asked, and they were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, um, my, my take on Thor Love and Thunder, it was pretty good. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't have to, like, set it within, like, the mythos of Marvel, which is, like, what everyone else is doing, apparently. I just, like, apparently I'm the only person who can just enjoy a movie for no, what it is. No, that's not the issue. That's not, <laughs> it's not the myth, how it fits with Marvel. It's just a lot of people have issues with the tone and some other stuff. Some, but a lot of people are like, all Marvel movies are the same, blah, blah. I just, and then, I, let me just enjoy the movie. Yeah. I I saw that there were a whole bunch of, like, bad talk about Thor Love and Thunder. Everybody's shitting on Thor Love and Thunder on Twitter, and it, like, yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I like Taika Waititi movies. Yeah, I, I liked I it. This was definitely his weakest one, in my opinion. 
I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to have to. I've seen a lot of them, but yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of Taika Waititi movies no, I know, too. I, know. I just I don't want to consider somebody's entire filmography when I just want to watch Thor punch a, die, a guy, and he does. He punches guy. There, I got what I wanted. Rant over. Ah. Yeah, why were why were why were people shit talking Thor? Because they're like. Well. You get why people are hating it. I'm it's frustrated. more just like it's tries to be too funny, but the way it does it is like it's just being like meta in a not funny way at times, and then like it or over explaining a joke, and that's the joke. Or because I can think of a few examples where this happens. Or um, the other thing is they do a joke too many times and they run it to the ground. And if they're hoping it becomes funny again, but it just doesn't. Ruthie knows the joke I'm thinking yep, of this one. and I enjoyed it. She enjoyed every minute of the joke. Yes. I I don't know. And also, like, it just feels like it's almost embarrassed. Some people are saying it's almost embarrassing to be Thor, a Thor movie or the Thor's a dumbass. I don't fully – I understand the Thor dumbass stuff. I heard about that going in. I didn't catch anything of him being a dumbass. I think he was just being – he was being Thor again. Insecure. Thor, he was just being like, insecure. Insecure. Because I remember in Thor 1, he was just, like, weird. And then somewhere along the line, they decided to make Thor just kind of a bumbling idiot. And I he's not a bumbling He was wasn't three. fully, like, a bumbling idiot. I know, he's like, bumbling. But he's just a dummy. Re- he's not a dummy. He's just, like, a job. He's a himbo. But he's, he's not, yeah. like, an idiot himbo. He's, he's just... A himbo? He's just, like, yes, like, he's a himbo. Yeah. yeah well, okay. A him, a himbo and a bimbo are just a little bit different. Bimbo is a little bit more sexualized than himbo. A himbo, you need two things to be a himbo: a lot of mu- muscles. You need a lot of muscles, and you need like a heart of gold. So, okay. like Kronk, Kronk is peak himbo. Like, he's not stupid, but he's also not like the smartest guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Thor's just a himbo through and through. Yeah. Um, Kronk, Kronk, is, Kronk is a rock dude, right? Uh, Cork? Is, is, wait. No, Kronk is from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, no, I'm talking, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Thor Love and Thunder. That boys. Uh, uh, I saw, well, I'll tell the one Ruthie wants me to say. <laughs> which is, and then I'll say what I actually want to say. <laughs> Mine will be, the one she wants me to say is short. She finally got me to see 50 First Dates. First half is like complete, almost complete dog shit when it comes to the humor. That's fair. Rob Schneider in like acting as a Hawaiian is just not funny. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. I didn't personally. Know. I get it. Some of the humor is weird. The second, the romance is actually super solid, and some of the jokes from the romance aspect are hilarious. That's my quick. That's my quick one. I think I wrote something similar in my letterbox. If anyone wants to find it, it's on Twitter somewhere. Uh, or the, find him on Letterboxd. It's Reshoot Hector. Now, the one I actually want to say <laughs> is my favorite cartoon growing up is on Netflix, and I'm finally able to watch it for the first time in 16 years. Help. Help. What? Someone help. He's Spectacular me... Spider-Man is on Netflix. He's oh, making me watch shit. it. Someone said help. Please watch it. It's, the be- it's only 24 episodes. It's the best. 24 or 26? 26, sorry. It's the best Spider-Man cartoon. Like, yeah. everything. Is it, that the one where he turned, or one of the episodes he turns into a, spy- like, a spider, basically? That's the 90s Spider-Man. Spider-Man. 
no, that's not, not the one. It's also not the one where uh, he goes unhinged and screams "striker" a bunch Shocker. of ti- "shocker" a bunch of times. In that... the black suit, in the symbiote suit. No, yeah. that's that's the '90s one. No, Spectacular Spider-Man came out in like KSWB in like 2006. I want to say or 2004. I thought I... it was 2008. 2008. 2008. Thank that's you. That's what's it was on 2008. Netflix. I watched it on KSWB growing up, and like Saturday morning, I wake up super early, and like. Holy shit, like, almost every episode is, like, street-level Spider-Man. It's super low stakes. Like, it's more It's personal. everything that he loves about Spider-Man. It's just, like, the lower stakes. I mean, I don't like... I, Spider-Man's... Spider- There's rarely bad Spider-Man. The current comic book run, yes. But I'm not gonna go on <laughs> about that. The point is, I love it when Spider-Man gets to be a street-level hero. And this is just, like, low street-level... Like, the most he stops are some, like, underground crime stuff. It's great and like the sinister six it's great it got canceled half it like at the end of season two with the worst cliffhanger and we're never gonna get it resolved i've accepted that in my heart but like if i can convince anyone it's great the quips are pretty good the yes, quips are good sometimes it's a little more like yeah they're keeping it more kid friendly but like it's a solid show everything that is built up everything that they throw a lot of like Chekhov's guns in like just the first two episodes He's gonna rant about this. And for they, a while. no, let me finish. They, there's a lot of shit because the first two episodes, and like every single one of them is touched upon in a great way. Like I'm watching this on a rewatch now. I'm like, holy shit! They set up like stuff that would pay off in like a season and a half. Help! It's amazing. Oh. Oh man, it's just like I, you know, you see a cartoon, your kid like it sucks when you grow up no this one's like pretty damn good uh, if anyone watched my episode on Invin- the syndicate episode ed and i were on invincible and he was like oh what's the best like superhero cartoon <laughs> this is the one i mentioned <sighs> sorry i'm done i'll stop talking before i go on another fucking rant oh, so- you, you know you know what we're all sad about i bet oh yeah Time we're all heartbroken God damn it. Fuck that. HBO Max, what have you done? No, it's because they merged with Warner, or with, with Discovery, mm. so they had to get rid of the low-hanging fruit. It's not low-hanging. It was it's good quality. It's not low-hanging. It was like, delicious. Viewership-wise, I'm sure it was low-hanging. It sucks. Delicious Dude. fruit. It was so actually decent. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. Like, you know how hard it is to fix some of the mm. grimy shit in that mm. book? And they handled mm. it as best they could. And they ended it at and like it, it ended at the wedding. Like, come on. Yeah. I knew they were ready for it to be the only season, though, because they showed the daughter existing. They showed like a bunch of shit. It felt no, like like a, like a we're not getting a season two. Like we, yeah, there's a good chance we're not getting a season two. As I'm so, watching it, before I heard the news, I'm like, <laughs> but they did. I was looking. It's when it is eyes, everyone. Yeah, I, I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> when I was watching that, yeah, we. We paused in the middle of it to check if there was a season two confirmed, and there we didn't hear see anything. And then, like three days later, it was mm-hmm. we got the news. Uh, fuck, it sucks. Yeah, it fucking sucks. But like, what? A, I mean, again, if I can heal from spectacular Spider-Man being canceled, <laughs> we cannot heal from this, bro. I still haven't healed from. I still haven't healed from dark matter being canceled. Never heard. You told me what? about that show years ago at a sleepover. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you know man, what you that show wild. You know what you should do? You should watch Dark Matter. Where's it's it like on? A, it's like a not better Firefly. <laughs> uh, it was on Netflix when I watched it. it might still be there. It's a it's a cancelled sci-fi show. Okay. 
Um, let me check actually, because oh, so story goes. I watch Cowboy Bebop, fell in love with Space Cowboys. Watch Firefly, watch Serenity, watch Dark Matter, and now there's nothing there. I tried. Yeah, all of those I, are like I, I, all of those are one ser- one season shows, right? Yeah. And also fun. Both of them have movies. Uh, Dark like, Matter and has like movies. four seasons. Dark Matter has like four. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but the point is, that, like, two of them got movies, so oh. that's kind of funny. They have yeah. cool releases too. Oh yeah, I, and I did. Wa- I did watch the Cowboy Bebop movie also. It's pretty good. I want my Space right Cowboys. <laughs> I tried Space Dandy. It's not good enough. I tried. What about Doctor Who? It's not a Space Cowboy. I tried Outlaw Star also. Just not. Doctor Who has Space Cowboys. I'll be honest, but it's the whole thing about Space Cowboys. Ed, no. Space Dandy isn't space. It's the same dude as Cowboy Bebop, but it's not. It's space not a Cowboys. cowboy thing. Yeah, I it's, know. Yeah, you went in with the worst expectations, my man. It was space, and he was doing stuff. I don't know, man. I just wanted to watch it, and it wasn't what I was. It wasn't what I wanted, and it's not funny either. <laughs> it literally is not funny to me. It has three seasons. Dark Matter has three seasons. And it is on Netflix. You can watch all three seasons. And then you can watch where it ends at a cliffhanger. <laughs> That's how it gets cancelled. Uh, Dude, but the end of season one is so good. Okay. It's so good. Anyways. Uh, okay. Catch so, us next time. We're going to... So I want to continue with time trout Time stuff. Awesome. And I found I found one called Triangle from 2009. I've never seen it. I know it involves a time loop, and I could have sworn I've seen the trailer before years ago when I was a kid. Because this movie seems very familiar to me, even though I've never seen it. I've never even heard of this. I I heard about it online because I looked up like someone on Reddit was mentioning like a time travel movie. And I saw one that was like 80%. And someone's like, if you want to see a worse version of this, look up Triangle. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Triangle. Because the other one looked really good. It has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Triangle? Yeah. But a 6.9 on IMDb. And a 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd. A 3.4 out of 5 on Letterboxd is actually not that bad. As I've yeah, doing. 6.9 isn't on terrible Letterboxd. on IMDb either. But it, it's, it's, it, it can be fixed. That's the important thing. Yeah. So join us next time for that. Uh, before, so you can follow us on our Instagram, Instagram. reshoot podcast. It's underscore right. Reshoot at, underscore podcast. At. Okay, it's reshoot underscore podcast. Reshoot underscore podcast. The at reshoot at reshoot movie po one is the uh, Twitter Twitter handle. Uh, if you want some, we talk about stuff all the time. Uh, if you can, I don't know if you can find names on Letterbox, but just in case, if you want to see my weird takes or my short reviews. Uh, mine is reshoot underscore Hector. If you want to send us movie recommendations, you can email us at reshoot uh, podcast at gmail.com. Or on our Instagram or on our Twitter. But also, I don't know, send me emails. All I get is junk. <laughs> well, I mean, we did we put one email recommendation a long time ago? What? No. No, no? we got a recommendation from... No, we got a few recommendations from Ruthie made a Twitter uh, thread about like, hey, everyone, what's a movie you just hate? Yeah, what's your least favorite movie? And we got like enough where we had a few. We did a few. Uh, we've done like one or two, I think. 
but yeah. I think we mm-hmm. did one. We did one. We can do more from that list. Next time on Reshoot, join us for Triangle. Today's film was 12 Monkeys, directed by Terry Gilliam. The screenplay was written by uh, David Webb Peoples and Janet Peoples, but it was inspired by a short film called La, La Jete. Did I say it, Ruthie? La Jete. La Jete, which was written by Chris Marker. Go show some love to the very social media accounts. They made a movie. There's more than we can say here. Have a good day, everyone. Goodbye.